Dad, did you wash my jersey? Mom, can you sign this paper? It's for school. Is there anything else to eat? So, what's this fundraiser for? Ooh, can we stop at the library? So, when's our next Disney trip? Hey, Dad, can I ride with you? Did you record the soccer game? We are not getting a cat. The laundry is still out of control. Welcome to the Victory Catch Podcast with Rick and Julie Randa, Season 2. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Victory Couch. My name is Julie Rando. And I'm Rick Rando. And we've made it to the Victory Couch. The Vic- <laughs> You like that? <laughs> yeah, that's new. We made it to the Victory Couch. Nice. No, the first way was better. No, I'll no. work on it. I like, the, I like the second version. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So are we going to hire a choir now to do our song uh-huh. for season three? You know, I bet Dylan would do it for no charge. <laughs> I bet she would. <laughs> Yeah, Anyhow. that's cool. That's cool. What's so going on? How you doing, Julie? You doing good? I'm okay. I told you earlier my my bod wasn't quite ready to get into recording for the pod earlier, but I'm getting there and I'm feeling better. The bod's not ready for the it pod. It wasn't yet. Is that what you're saying? It, I did say that, and you made it cuter and quippier, which you do. But um, I'm feeling better now because good. you know I'm reminded why we do what we do, and that helped me kind of go from okay i'm a little tired my body's a little wore out more than got my steps in today but you know we're here and it's time to inspire and have a little fun you know someone listening right now needs us yeah that's what i'm thinking okay they they need us they might need lightheartedness is what i'm bringing yeah that's what i'm saying okay i've got some serious i mean let's face it last week made you (sighs) guys we we did have to Pauls and dab some tears last week so i don't know about you but i am i'm bringing nostalgia and um a little fun this yes week. yes so, so if you're new to the couch welcome squish on in basically um julie is on the right side of the couch i'm on the left side of the couch she brings two questions to me i bring two questions to her and uh yeah we just uh we solve the problems of life so we sure do. Anyway, um, so I guess I'm gonna go first this week. Yeah, and good. um yeah, I have been traveling a lot lately. And yes. a lot, a lot. All up and down the East Coast. A lot. Yes. <laughs> and yes. uh the beginning of the month we had this sort of this this saying of hashtag whatever you want to call it. It's called surviving June. Mm-hmm. And if we could survive June and thrive in June, then we knew that the summer you know, was well on its way. And uh, there's just been a lot. Yeah, here we're not able to t- kind of check off the bucket list yet because we just have to get through June. Yeah. yeah. So surviving June is where we are. But I just had a quick question. So mm-hmm. I have basically been living out of a suitcase for the last couple of weeks. And I was just wondering if you had some packing tips that you can share with all of the ladies out there or the families out there. Um, yeah. So, Julie, yeah. packing tips 101. You're excellent at it, by the way. Thanks. And so share share the good stuff. How do we pack more efficiently and better? I'll give you the top three things. The first one is you want to not fold your clothes. You want to roll your clothes. You mm. want to roll them. It maximizes space in your suitcase and it's less likely to leave wrinkles and creases in your clothing. So you want to roll your clothes instead of fold your clothes is one. Okay. The other is... 
and I told you this before you left, so this could go for males, females, whoever's packing for your family, um, Ziploc bags are a must. Yes. You want your gallon size Ziploc bags or whatever brand you want, little zippy bags, because they're great for everything. They're great for snacks. They're great for toiletries. They're great for wet swimsuits. You got to have them. They're, they're perfect travel companions. And my quick third tip would be one of my favorite products. It's called Downy Wrinkle Releaser. Oh, that's a good one. And any of my old students who might listen to the podcast um, who worked in a program I had called the Bobcat Ambassadors, any of you out there know this product and you are laughing right now because I would talk about this product as it was golden and something every college graduate should buy because any place you're traveling for work, especially when you want a nice crisp collar shirt or whatever it might be, and especially if you don't like to iron, I have not ironed in years. Um, that product's my favorite. It does help get the wrinkles right out. I can't remember if I've shared this on the pod or not I don't not think before. you have. How does it work? It's really For great. For those that don't know. It looks like a Febreze bottle. Like, not the kind that you spray, like, to get rid of odors, but the kind that you spray on fabrics, like on your couch or your tennis shoes or whatever. You just want to quickly remove the smell. It's that type of, or like a Windex bottle, kind of. You just you know, pull the trigger and spray it on your clothes, you know, a t-shirt or a collar shirt or whatever, dress pants that has a little bit of wrinkles in it. And you just kind of lightly tug it and the wrinkles kind of fall right out. Like, like I'd say a good 90% of your wrinkles to 98% are just gone. And I will add something real quick. It smells good too. It does smell good. It It reminds me um, I went to India on a work trip a long, long time ago, and that was the first time I discovered it. Um, I cannot claim to be the first to have used it, nor um, in my circle, but I had a, a former colleague tell me all about it. He was like, you've got to buy this stuff. And I did, and when I spray it, it makes me think of India because that's what I used on my trip mm. there. So, Downy Wrinkle Releaser, Ziploc Bags, Roll Your Clothes. That's my quickest advice and I think my best advice for you. That's really good. Yeah. That's really good. Well, I will maybe speak on it on for the ter- guys. terms of, you know, for, for men yeah, out sure. there. So I'll be honest with you. I do not like to pack. Okay. Mm-hmm. I tend to overpack. Almost every trip I go on, and I always pack more than I need. Yes. Okay. Because it's, you know, failing to prepare is like preparing to fail. I'm just kind of built that way. And I, I feel like that I'm always um, like a pack mule with <laughs> all the stuff from, you know, backpacks to bags to, you know, all that kind of good stuff. So for me, the very first thing is a toiletry kit that is ready to go. So for me, I actually don't put all of my stuff in a drawer. I actually have a kit that I use that either sits on the counter or gets tucked away somewhere, mm-hmm. um, depending on if we have company or not. Uh, and I actually sort of just live out of that kit. So when it's time to go and when it's time to travel, I literally zip it up and go. Mm-hmm. I don't have to pack everything up. All right, do I have, um, you know, a razor? Do I have mm-hmm. deodorant? Do I have travel size Listerine, travel size toothpaste? It's literally ready to go. So my my travel tip is to have one of those ready. You don't necessarily have to live out of it in mm-hmm. your daily life like I do, Um but it's also, if, if you do do that, when you go travel somewhere, it's like comfort. It's like you're at home, but really you're not. 
So it's also ready to go, packed up, boom. And the bag that I use, actually, I was um, in a wedding many years ago, and it was a gift to me, so it has my initials on it. I feel like I'm <laughs> special. So anyway, so that would be my, my first tip, is the travel toiletries. Have it ready to go. My second tip, um, it's funny because you said Ziploc bags. I think Ziploc bags are a must. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I know it's the travel size toothpaste and hair gel. All of that is in bags. Mm-hmm. So in case it gets smushed or crashed or, you know, listen, those bag handlers, I love you out there, people, if you are, but they're not gently placing your bag down and tucking it in the perfect spot. I mean, they're, listen, they're just throwing it in there. That's their job. Let's go. Next plane, next bag, you know? So I get it. If you've ever had a tube of toothpaste bust in your toiletry bag, you will never, ever go without a Ziploc bag again. You, I always put the stuff that could explode in the bags. I can't help but think of Ross Geller when the shampoo got all over his stuff. Oh, Do you remember yeah. That? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, shampoo. yeah, it's the same thing. You don't yeah. want that to get all over your stuff. Yeah. So the yeah. bags are good. I even have a little trick where I put my phone in a bag and I put a hole in the bag and I you know, drape it over the little latch that keeps up the tray table. So I don't have to look down. Um, you know, the hurt hurts my neck. It's, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about or not. Julie, you know what I'm talking I about? I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So the Ziploc baggies are great for all of that. <laughs> you know, earrings, you want to take them off, boom, in the bag, you don't lose them. I mean, zip, Ziploc baggies are essential. So that was sort of my, my second uh, tip. My third tip is I lay everything out before I pack it. So I'm kind of like, um, I don't know, like a Tetris packer. I don't know, Julie rolls her stuff. I roll, uh, I don't roll my shirts, but I will roll my uh, pants uh, and I will roll my shorts. Of course, you know, socks and undergarments are always, they're little, they're tucked in all the cracks and stuff like that. And also I always try to reuse the clothes that I'm wearing on day one. Um, What I mean is if, you know, you're, you're starting somewhere cold and then you're going somewhere warm, well, I'm going to wear the same clothes back, uh, sweatpants and a sweatshirt on the last day that I wore to the you know, event mm-hmm. or the mm-hmm. thing on the first day and just do some laundry while I'm there. So um, that way I don't have to pack another sweatshirt and another yeah, sweatpants. Mm-hmm. So I, I've learned over time, I used to, I just pack like, how many days are we going? Five days? Yeah, I'm going to take 10 shirts. I'm gonna, you know, One shirt for the morning, one shirt for the afternoon. You know, you're going to have to have like six pairs of socks maybe seven pairs of, you know, you know, underwear, because you never know, you know, but, you know, doing laundry is good. So don't overpack. Ziploc bags, I second that motion for Julie. And the toiletry kit, have it ready to go. It'll make your life so much easier. And when you get back from the trip, and I actually just got back from a trip last night, right around 1245 a.m., I unpacked by 1.15 before I went to sleep. I am an unpacker. Yes, and you know who you are. Ethan, if you're out there and you're with me, buddy, hey, fist bump next time I see you because I know that you're an unpacker too. I heard, I heard. So uh, Jules, what's your first question? All right, so mine doesn't have to do with selecting the right items to travel, but it does have to do with selecting the right couple to go on a double date with. Ooh. So you know that King of Queens episode where they're trying to find like the right couple that meshes well with them? Like they're trying to find someone perfect to hang out with that they want to double date with. And, you know, that led me to think we have a couple 
couples that we enjoy hanging out with and I guess you could call it that we enjoy double dating with. So my question to you tonight, Richard, is when choosing a couple to ask on a double date, which qualities do you look for most? It's hmm. a good question. Thanks. Okay. It's a fun well, one too. I think um, conversation is probably the number one pick. You yes. have to have people that you connect with that are fun, that are interesting, that um, when you tell a story, they're not one-uppers. You know yes. what I mean by that? Uh, yes. So if you don't know what that is, listeners, a one-upper is, it's kind of like a wisdom tooth story, mm-hmm. right? So uh, yeah, I'm talking about the horrible experience I had with my two wisdom teeth and they immediately come over the top with, well, I had three and of course then maybe the husband says, well, I had four. So no matter how many teeth you had and how bad your experience was with two, it could never compare with the three, you know, or you, you're saying that you had, you know, your, your tire busted or something like that. And well, you know, I had three tires bust, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and it was raining and, and, and so one uppers are always, that's Julie and I, that's a term that we've came up with of somebody that no matter what happens, they're always bigger and yeah, better good or and bad yeah, yeah it doesn't matter yeah yeah, yeah. You if know. you were like hey we were so fortunate we got to go on this really great trip with our great aunt who had this condo oh really well my grandmother had this place in barbados and we got to go for three weeks and yeah, yeah. who wants to hang out with you like yeah one no upper. thanks we're yeah, not a fan upper. okay that's good yeah so you know that that's you know so you need you need <laughs> conversational conversation needs to be good yes and it it can't lead into the one upping that, you know, yours was good, good, but mine's better, you know, so that that's really annoying. And, you know, if you, you, so what happens, you end up not sharing things or you end up just like resenting the other person (laughs) because it's like all about them, you know, what are you doing here? Um, also I think that, uh, I, I like to hang out with people that are happy for me when good things happen. Yes. Um, or that empathize with me when bad things happen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not let's sit around and hold hands and, and cry, <laughs> but also it's like, hey, I'm happy that you're victorious in this, whatever this is. Uh, or, you know, I, I'm, I'm with you when you're struggling with this. Um, also, you know, I, I'm drawn to people that are faith based mm-hmm. uh, humans, not necessarily it has to be, but it's just sort of where we lend itself to. Um, and also people that aren't, I don't, I don't like people that use a lot of foul language. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just me. I just can't turn that on and shut that off. Um, it's really hard for me. And also, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> I understand the, the, the King of Queens episode that I think you're referencing mm-hmm. is they get tickets to a Knicks game uh-huh. yeah. and, yep. um, it's free tickets and they're trying to figure out who they're going to take. Yes. And Doug's line is, it was working for all angles. You and her, uh-huh. you know, him and her, mm-hmm. me and him, him and her. You know, like they were, they were, it's like you had four people and everybody was working. That's right. Together. And I think that when you find that, that is really special because it's super rare because, you know, Julie's friends, you know, might connect with her, mm-hmm. but maybe I'm not really connecting with Julie's friend mm-hmm. over here or you know, so I think that would be sort of my other thing. And then also just the last thing is that, you know, people that also they don't necessarily have to be married because that doesn't matter. Uh, but if you're going with a couple, you know, for us, because we're not afraid to hold hands, we're not afraid to stroll after we eat. 
So we're still trying to date each other. We're still trying to, you know, remain in love and, and work at that. So finding another couple that's not afraid to like, oh, let's go on a walk. You know, oh, no, we're too busy. We've got this. We've got that. I think that's another thing I sort of gravitate mm-hmm. towards. So what uh, that's good. What did I miss, Julie? So what you were just referencing, it's the first thing on my list, which is crossover likability oh, is yeah. what I called it. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, you need room for crossover likability. <laughs> we have... <laughs> you have a term for it. I like that. Yeah, we have a few couples where we have awesome crossover likability where you get along with the wife and I get along with the husband and I get along with the wife and you get along with the husband. And that's awesome. Cause you're like, okay, if you start conversing, let's say with the husband and then like, I, I better have something to talk about with the wife. And then let's say the husband says something that sparks my interest. I'm like, Oh my gosh, you've been to Italy. Oh yeah. I've been there too. Or whatever. And then I start talking to him. Well, you and her better be able to converse about something. Cause I just jumped in on a conversation. So when you have those moments where you're, everyone gets along and it jives well, that's awesome. It doesn't yeah. happen often. Yeah, that's good. And when it does, it's one of the best things. So if we're looking for another couple to hang out with crossover, like ability, we better have some good crossover. We're going to trademark that. That's good. Yeah. You heard it here first on the Victory Couch. And when I'm talking about this, I can almost picture in my mind like the top two couples I would say. we yeah, Top three. Top three couples that we have for this. Um, there's there's a couple more that I have on here. One is uh, something you referenced. And I just wrote, not working too hard to have a conversation. I like easygoing conversations where it's not like in your brain where you're going, okay, what am I going to you know, like the person's talking and in your brain, like you're working to come up with the next conversation. That's too much work. And it makes me feel like I'm not fully present. I don't want to hang out with you in a like all the time or like whenever we get a chance to double date. I I really don't want to have to work. I don't want to have to work at it. I want the, the conversation to flow and it to feel really natural and normal. And like we blink and three hours went by. Well, yeah. The other thing yeah. too is like, I was just recently somewhere where um, it was suggested to me, well, you have to have some conversation topics to come <laughs> up with. And like, well, that's not a lot of fun. You mean you're giving me homework before I, I go in? You know, and if it's, if I'm not working or I'm not, there's no alter- ulterior motive to just having dinner, that's not fun at all. Because right. you feel like now you're on. No, and that's not what we want to do. That's not, yeah. that's not, that's not relaxing. Yeah. It's hangout double date time. The last thing I put is they better like to eat. <laughs> um, <laughs> bring on the desserts yeah they better like to eat when we we don't go out a ton and when we do and it, we happen to have time with another couple we have a few key people who we know they do not mind going out to get a good steak or they do not mind getting an appetizer and it's like this we don't do this every day and when we do we're gonna eat we're gonna eat well because we save for it and this is the night so those are my top three things. Crossover likability. You don't have to work too hard for the conversation. It flows naturally. And they better like to eat. Those are the top Bring on the butter cake. I like it. We're ready for you guys. All right. What do you have, Richard? Well, you know what's crazy? Hmm. <laughs> because we're just sort of one mind here on the couch. Okay. My second question actually has to do with a restaurant. Really? Okay. No joke. No joke. All okay. Right, go ahead. So my second question is, if you owned a restaurant, mm-hmm. what foods would you serve? Because A, you're a great cook mm-hmm. Thank and you. you cook for our family. And I think out of all the time I've known you, all right, we're talking 20 plus years mm-hmm. here. 
you've only ever cooked one thing that I wasn't a fan of. And you don't remember what it is. I don't remember right? what it was. Yeah. Um, but it, I remember it was like, eh, it was okay. Yeah. But I mean, everything you cook, and I'm not, I'm not being facetious when I say this. I'm not just blowing smoke here. Julie is an amazing, amazing cook, Thanks. amazing chef. And when she cooks, it is with care and love. And there's also a lot of thought that goes into the, the meal itself. So it's not just, okay, we're going to have, I think she referenced it a couple weeks ago, like, oh, it's hodgepodge night or whatever. Mm-hmm. What'd you call it? Yeah, hodgepodge night. Okay, yeah, yeah, where it's just leftover, whatever. I mean, look, we've had, we've all had those days where mm-hmm. this is what it is. Um, but if she's cooking and she's in, in the kitchen, like, it's going to be good. And uh, yeah, so if you came up with a restaurant, mm-hmm. which you didn't have to like, you know, work and serve serve everybody and do the inventory and all this stuff. I'm like just you coming up with the menu, you were just coming up. It's a one day mm-hmm. only kind of deal. What kind of uh, foods would you serve at your restaurant? It doesn't matter for efficiency or profit margin. No, or anything no, like that. I don't, okay. I'm not worried about that. Just I foods mean, that I enjoy making. Yeah. Okay. My brain goes straight to comfort food because who doesn't like some good comfort food so i would make like my mom's apple chicken and mashed potatoes and i would make like you know steak and green beans with onions and i would make shrimp scampi and i like things that i regularly make that i like making i would make that um you know i like making cherry teriyaki chicken Mm -hmm. um that meal that i came up with during the pandemic that had the rainbow colored peppers in it, which we really just, it was a chicken dish. Do you remember that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't made that in a bit, but it had like a balsamic glaze to it. I just did it yeah, on it a whim good. and I loved yeah. that. So yeah, just, um, just simple dishes that are comforting and, um, we're, we're meat people. So I think they pretty much all of them would have some sort meat. of, yeah. Meat. Chicken or steak or oh, Ju- I like I like making pork dishes too. So. Julie's restaurant has the meats. Yeah, and I'd I'd have a good crab dip on the menu. Oh, now you're just taking some yeah, of mine now. I would. That would be on the menu. Maybe some like good chicken wings. Um, but yeah, it'd be lots of meat and maybe like a really good yummy salad with some good like goat cheese or. Um, blue cheese crumble with some candied walnuts and you don't have to eat it, Rick. No. And it's not just for me. It's it's not my restaurant. And then I'd have like our lemonade that we make, the kids and I, which, you know, there's a certain establishment that we love and talk about all the time. I'm not going to mention today. You don't have to say it. It does make a good lemonade, but our lemonade, I think tops it. And I would have that on the menu and yeah, that's just things I enjoy making. I like that. Yeah. I like that. So in my restaurant, uh-huh. it would be Italian based. Uh, doesn't shock me. Okay. Because, well, I'm Italian mm-hmm. and uh, I would go into my grandfather's recipes, my, my grandfather, in case you didn't know, and I haven't mentioned it before, he owned an Italian restaurant and I don't, I want to say maybe 40 years, um, long time he was the chef and um, yeah, it was just, it was awesome. And I would go into his recipe book and I'd just start making his linguine and pasta sauce and uh, veal parmesan and just all of the good stuff that he used to make. And uh, yeah, so that's what I would do. I would also start, I know this sounds weird, mm-hmm. but the um, the Pillsbury um, crescent rolls. Yeah. yeah, we would start with those because those are good. And I think I would have like, you know, like a little oven thing at your right at your table so you could keep them warm, like a warmer. Okay, like a yeah. toaster oven. Yeah, side? yeah, okay. right there, but real low heat, so you can just you can make them fresh, put them right there. I think the key to a great meal, 
is all about the bread. Okay, that's how I know I'm, I'm deep Italian here. It's all about that bread. Mm-hmm. All right, and it's got it. You got to have a little, just a little hint of crunch, but not too much. You know what I mean? Like not too much where you're like, <laughs> you know, breaking your teeth on it. Because some people like that. But, you know, for me, no, thank you. Um, and since it's my restaurant, I can serve it any way that I want. And so I'm going Italian. Uh, I'm going good rolls. Um, you can go either Pillsbury or you can go you know, really good like Pepperidge Farms rolls that are Sun Likes. I forget what they're called. Do you know what, you know what I'm talking about? Mm, My mom used to get them. Oh, like ciabatta rolls. Yeah. Ciabatta bread. Yeah. Yeah, the ciabatta bread because that stuff is good. And then, uh, you know, little, uh, you know, you got to have your. Like honey you know, butter or oh, like yeah. dippy bread. Yeah, man. You got to go Dippy bread up. for those who are not us is olive oil with spices and garlic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know what? If you go to the restaurant Cheddar's, they uh, they have some amazing uh, crescent rolls, um, like flaky Yeah, rolls they're not. They're not out of the can. With, yeah. With the butter. <laughs> With that butter, that oh, that honey yeah, butter, those oh, are good. Those sweet are good. mama, those are good. Yeah. So, and then for dessert, I'm thinking uh, we got to do something with cheesecake. Mm-hmm. Where I'm going to tap into your mom's cheesecake recipe, nice. um, and do that. And uh, yeah, you, you probably some crab dip on there, some calamari, some good calamari. I know crab dip and is not really Italian, but we got to put that in there. Yeah, but that's uh, good. maybe some gelato or something. Some cannolis. Because I know tiramisu is not going on your Italian restaurants. You're not a fan of it. I'm not a fan. Yeah. But uh, I know what is the black tie mousse cake from Olive Garden. That stuff is delicious. So Here we are talking about food again, Here Richard. we are. It's all talk- your fault. It's all your fault. <laughs> all right. I got one last one for you if you're ready. I'm ready. All right. We're going to take it way back to preteen Richard. You ready for this So one? we are talking about food nostalgia today. Okay. <laughs> hey, mine was not food related. It was Double dating related. Okay. Which led you to restaurants. Okay. But we're zipping around. We're going back to the early, early days. And what I'm talking about is like, mid, let's say middle school, let's say like seventh to ninth grade. That's okay. that's what pops my brain. Okay. But here's my question for you tonight. Was there any embarrassing fashion moments that you had as a teen or a preteen that you think of? you know, Rick or little Ricky and you were like 12 or 13 or 14 and you wore fill in the blank shoes or shirt or mm-hmm. haircut or whatever it is. What was the most, or like, what do you think of as, oh yeah, that was an embarrassing fashion moment. What do you think of? Well, I'm pretty sure at some point by my parents were not, you know, keen on getting haircuts every two weeks. It was like every three or four months. So I know that I had a lot of hair and it went in a lot of different directions. Mm-hmm. Um, without hair gel. So I'd say the hair would be the first thing that'd be like, man, if I could go back in time, I'd style that up a little bit. Okay. And I think I would go up a couple cool points, uh, just by doing that. Um, I also did not wear jeans at all in middle school or high school. I did not wear jeans. I don't think one day I was not a jean kid. Uh, I wore like dress pants or like cargos or something like that. Um, I don't know why I just, didn't like the feeling of jeans. I don't know. Whatever. I just, I just didn't like it. So I was, I think I was maybe ahead of the curve there because every day was <laughs> dressing like I was going to Sunday school. But uh, I don't know. I just, I just like comfort and jeans were not comfortable for me for whatever reason. So what did you wear to school? But like cargo pants? Uh, yeah. Now, if I did wear jeans mm-hmm. out or if I wore them wherever, 
uh, I would always pinch roll the pants. Okay. Pinch roll. Because you got to do that. Was that embarrassing though? I only want to know like. Embarrassing. Embarrassing. I never had like a a bull's jacket. You know, everybody has a bull's jacket on um, or like a Charlotte Hornets, if you Mm -hmm. remember that. Yeah. Everybody had one of those. Starter jacket. Starter jacket. I didn't have any of that. I didn't have, you know, a jacket with a giant eight ball on the back. I don't know if you remember those. They were soup, like a lot of colors, different colors. I know, I think uh, Putty wore it in Seinfeld, uh, if my memory serves me correctly. Uh, I didn't have any of that. because like our family was a little humble so we didn't jump on the uh you know like remember the shoes that you had, you had like the pump pump up shoes yeah, the Nike, I totally like, do. They pumpers were, uh, or whatever yeah they Reebok weren't they was it was it Reebok they I don't did. remember but yeah, it had like my, a basketball on the top sure and you did. go ch- ch- yep. ch- my eldest brother had a pair yeah I yeah, didn't yeah. have it I didn't have those yeah. you know I wanted a pair of those yeah they look so cool mm-hmm. and everybody had them but mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't have them I didn't have my starter jacket my bulls jacket my charlotte hornets jacket or the pump-up shoes. I didn't so have any of that. So you mean to tell me you can't really answer this question because all you had that was embarrassing in those years was a bad haircut. Or not really a bad haircut, well, just an outgrown haircut. I, I didn't have like... I, I Well, I had like um, Ron John surf shop apparel. Yeah, that's nothing wrong okay, with that. Okay, right? Yeah. But um, we live in Western Maryland of the mountains. There's uh-huh. no surfing attire. So I'd say maybe you know somebody could you know make fun of me with that. Um, I think I was ahead of the game. I was pretty cool. Mm. I thought with the. Tell you yeah. what, I'm going to give you a couple of mine and see if it sparks anything <laughs> on you, okay? Because okay. I'm right. like, you, you really don't have anything. What did you do? Well, I will say hair in middle school, I was the one, you know, I, it, it was the, uh, let's see, at the time, early 90s. And I had the high bangs. I totally had the high bangs. They weren't like like as high as you can get them, but high bangs and we use spritz. We didn't use hairspray because spritz was stronger. Yeah. White rain brand, like the cheap kind. Nice. And um, so yeah, high bangs for sure. And I would wear, I, uh, it's just funny how this popped in my head when I thought of this, but I would wear a turtleneck. So imagine like 12 year old Julie, this is, I'll, trust me, there's pictures somewhere. My friends who are like my best friends now are dying because they can, I'm sure, remember this. But turtleneck, let's say a navy blue turtleneck, okay, with a vest over top of it. And the back of the vest was silk. Okay. If you grew up in the, around the same time I did, if you're in your low 40s and you were a female, it's likely you had the same thing. So it was like a vest. The back was silk. It had a little like a pull tie on it. And the front looked like your grandmother's couch. You know, like a grandmother's couch, like floral, um, like embroidery, like it literally looked like someone ripped off a couch cushion from a grandma's home that had flowers all over it. It was a vest and you usually wore it over top of a turtleneck. Okay. okay? Yeah. This is hilarious. And in my brain pops up as embarrassing fashion moments from that era. Another thing that I wore, um, so I didn't have a real pair of Converse when I was a younger kid. Mm-hmm. And I don't even remember Converse, like Chuck Taylor's being a thing that everyone had to have. I don't remember that. But I remember going to Payless Shoes and finding a pair of faux Converse that were high tops. And they were navy blue on one side, hunter green on the other, and had Tweety Bird <laughs> real big. On the side of the shoe at in about seventh, sixth or seventh grade, I thought these things were so fly. <laughs> <laughs> I thought these were the coolest shoes. 
And you know, I bought them. I got them from Payless Shoe Store. There you go. That's everything you need to know about 12-year-old Julie. I had a pair of faux Converse Tweety Bird, Tweety Bird shoes. shoes and had my birthday party at Discovery Zone. So there you go. It's, uh, yeah, fashion moments. And to me, those were, you know, looking back, just kind of laughable. See, I think laughable. This, is, this is kind of like a girl question. I, I mean, <laughs> m- more, more, more of a lady question because... Like you guys didn't think about it. We didn't have jewelry on, Uh you know, like guy, you know, middle school guys, you care what you look like, Uh but if you don't have the coolest, whatever, whatever, you're just, you're just trying not to be noticed. You know, I remember (laughs) just wearing black, you know, and just muted colors every day. Like, Oh, I'm just, I'm good. You know, you know, you don't, you don't want to, you don't want to go too crazy. Yeah. You know, with your, with your fashion. Oh, God love you. (laughs) <laughs> no, but I'm telling you that the silk vest on the back and the like grandma that. couch on the front with the turtleneck, that was, I wore that like way too much. I kind of remember yeah. that. I mean, you know, the big hair and, you mm-hmm. know, all that stuff, the big earrings and stuff. I remember that from some of the ladies, but we've all, we've all had fashion faux pas. Come on, man. Yeah. Those, right? are, those are just funny to me. Like you think back to 12, 13 year old self, like what you thought was either cool or like this Tweety Bird faux I bet you they're in my parents' attic somewhere. <laughs> I better be careful. She's going to have ask me to find them. I think if my hair was better, uh-huh. I I would have uh, yeah. I wouldn't have regretted anything I was wearing because the hair would have been like, wow, that guy's got nice hair. I had really long hair up until uh, I don't know. I think we're to the point, Jules. We uh, it's all about the couch crumbs. Right. So I'm I'm going to go with the couch crumb. Yeah, Is that go okay? ahead. In my travels, uh, all along the East Coast. Um, I've been out in the sun a lot lately and although I really love and enjoy the summer, yeah, uh, sun poisoning is, uh, crept in and has come to visit me once again this year. So hello, summer sweating and poison. That's where I'm at on the couch on the left side. Okay. But I just don't listen, listen to me. If you are like me and you're not a fan of summer or the heat or the sun or the bugs, whatever, listen, you got two and a half more months. Then football starts and candles come in to play okay. and the leaves. Okay, I'm stopping you. I'm stopping okay, you, right? That's enough. You're, listen, we're almost through. That's okay. enough there. We're almost through. Okay. Sun poisoning, my couch crumb. All right, right, ciders. I'm going to take over <laughs> real quick. So my couch crumb, I was going to say I missed you, which is true. Yay. Um, I don't miss you bashing the best season of the whole year, but I missed you and I had trouble sleeping because I, I'm just so, I mean, when you have someone next to you for, you know, like half of your life and then they're not there, it's, it's just harder to fall asleep. So, um, our daughter was really funny. She was going to get this, we have this giant, um, his name is Barry. We have this giant size bear and she was like, Mom, would it help you if I looked Barry in? I'll put a sweatshirt on him. I was like, that's so cute. But um, yeah, I powered through and uh, yeah, it was it was hard to sleep. I think one night I got like four and a half, five hours of sleep. I just it's good to be missed. Sleep, so. It's good to be missed. Yeah, that was my couch crumb. Do you mind if I flip it? Sure. All right. So I'm going to do my prop your feet up moment of the week. I got to do the very first class of 2024 senior portrait session this week nice and the weather has been cool in western maryland and we've had lots of rain so while you have not been home i'll tell you it's been cold and rainy 
and unseasonably cool. So that's been tricky, especially when scheduling an outdoor summer senior session. And it was in a lavender field, which was gorgeous and smelled amazing. And it was peak season. I was just lovely. And um, I got to call through the images tonight and we just created some magic. It's just a beautiful session. So my prop your feet up is I got to kick off the, the, I guess you could say rising seniors, the class of 2024 first senior portrait session of the year. So that was a lot of fun. And um, I got to shoot at a beautiful location and the weather held out. That's always a plus. Yes, just barely. I mean, we had a sprinkling of rain and kind of tucked under a gazebo and then, you know, it wasn't sunny, but we were able to finish out the session and yeah, it was good. Got some beautiful work out of it. So it was good. Cool. Yeah. What's yours? Awesome. So my prop your feet up moment is that we squeezed in a date night a couple days ago, mm-hmm. even though June was crazy, Julie made some last minute magic and we were able to do a date night, just her and I, and we haven't had one of those in quite some time. Yeah. It was two months. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was longer than we like to go. Yeah. It's yeah. way too long. Yeah. We like to try to do one like maybe like every couple of weeks. So, um, yeah, two months is a long time, yeah. but, uh, we squeeze it in. And as a bonus, we got to see our favorite future junior at the university of South Carolina go Gamecocks. We won't say who, but we got to see her. We got to hang out with her for a little bit. That's right. Yeah. So it was a good day. And yeah, I'm just going to put it out there. Anyone who allows us to go out on a date night and who loves spending time with our kids and they have a great time and I find out that she has risen towards the top of the list and she left the sink empty and did all the dishes, girl, you're golden in my book. That's all I'm saying. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely have to have her back and our kids are already requesting her. So. So That's maybe good. one more time before she goes back We're selective. to school. We are selective. Oh, of we, kids are too. You know, it's our, yeah. it's our, it's our sanctuary here. So yeah. we don't want someone come in and just jumping on the couch That's and letting right. the kids, you know, run all willy nilly here, you know? Yeah. But no, so. that was good. That was nice to go out and enjoy yes. each other. And we did go for a stroll after. So it was we good. We did stroll after. We did. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, I think that's about it for the week. So those of you who made it through the ups and downs and, and tough moments of uh, episode 21, we hope today we brought you a little bit more lighthearted conversation than last week. So um, thanks for sticking around with us. Thanks for going through date nights and restaurants and nostalgia and all kinds of things. So thanks for having fun with us tonight. We have a few more episodes in season two. Believe it or not, it's going by so fast. And don't forget... We do have some fun bonus episodes coming your way. If you'd like to be a part of those, we do have a question and answer episode coming very soon. All questions from listeners. So that's a blast to uh, arrange and start to see what questions are rolling in. If you want to be a part of that, anonymous or not, feel free to send us an email or take a look at the show notes below. If you want to either give your advice or ask questions about anything Disney I know that's one that's been requested and we've talked about and teased about for quite some time, Uh, but that is coming too as we conclude season two and wrap up and pop in some bonus episodes for you guys. So thanks for sticking around and until next time. See you guys. See you guys. Have a great one. Bye. We are Rick and Julie Rando, and you've been listening to the Victory Couch podcast. You can follow The Victory Couch on Instagram, Facebook, and thevictorycouch.com. 
Count your lessons, your blessings, and your victories. We'll save a seat for you right here next time on The Victory Couch.